Welcome back to the Law Unscripted. We talk here about all the things about the law and the legal system that you never knew. Never understood. And no one ever told you. I'm Virginia Tarani. And I'm Chelsea Rogers. And we're part of Tarani Law LLC because you never need a lawyer. Till you do. All right, everybody. Our topic for today um, is the best and worst decisions that Chelsea made during law school. And boy, are there a lot of those. (laughs) So it's story time again. What we love to do here is talk about things that are mysterious, like people don't know about is like, what is it really like to, you know, have a self-defense claim? We've hit on civil versus criminal law, the juries, the mystery of what is a jury and what do they do? So we've hit on a lot of things. And as we're winding down season one, we are trying to talk about law school And the realities of law school, as well as, you know, working as an attorney during these last times and these last two episodes, we are at our final episodes for season one, which is mind blowing. Have no fear. Season one. (laughs) And we thought the last two episodes were like, oh, it's season 20, you know, episode 21 is our last, but it's 22, 22. This is 21. Yes. And we have one more. Yeah. Um, so May 9th is going to be our final, um, episode of season one and it's going to be 22 episodes long wow i'm proud of us i'm proud of us too um this has been exciting it's been so much fun yeah because i think just telling real life in a conversational real world experience way has been really nice yeah i think it opens up a world i think just a law and legal system and law school is like shrouded it like you said in this like mystery um so I like the, to think we can break it open a little bit and share a little bit of what's actually going on. Yeah, I do too. So we're going to we're gonna do this story yes. today. Next week, our final week, we're going to hit on what I thought yes. um, my best and worst decisions were for a law student as an attorney looking back 17 years yes. later. Um, so I think this is going to be a fun little double series. I think it's good. I think it'll be interesting too, because obviously I'm just wrapping up now. So, you mm-hmm. know, obviously in 17 more years when we're still doing this, that I'll be able to go back to this episode and see if my look back is still the same. Right. It, do you still think that those are the right. same best experiences or worst decisions yeah. are the same? Yeah. Um. So in the middle of the season, season two, we'll pick back up in the fall. Yes. In the middle, we are doing bar preparation. Super casual, like nothing huge. Yeah, yeah, you know, just that. Just that. (laughs) So Chelsea graduates in May. Yay, Chelsea. End of your law school career. Um, We're following Chelsea. Follow along with us. If you like um, our our law inscripted, if you like us, follow along with Chelsea. Cheer her on. Give her lots of love this summer. You can still find us on TikTok, um, Instagram, all of the normal places. We have those links in the description below so that you can follow her journey. We're going to follow you and go through your graduation. We're going to go through all your bar prep and the bar with you. Yeah, it's going to be excited. So I've decided we're going to use Quimby. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there will be an affiliate link in the description below. If you are still looking for a bar prep program, I'm really excited about um, their study setup and what they offer. Um, so if you want to join us and we will be sort of reviewing that with ours, but if you need a little something extra, a little study help, um, we will have our supplemental programs. Yes. Um, and then you can do that sort of a la carte or package or bundles. There's a lot of great options and I think it's very valuable. See, the thing is, is a couple of years ago, I was looking into the future. I said, I'm going to need specialized bar help. And I just, <laughs> I, I just convinced Virginia to do this so I could reap the benefits, obviously. 
It really is a company that we started just for Chelsea. Um, but hopefully you two can benefit if you're a law student um, listening yeah. in. And this should be, we're hoping it's more than just 2023. So yes. this is like, you're on the ground with us yeah. if it's 2023. But even after 2023, please listen to our stuff. And it's, yeah. I think it's just as relevant, just as helpful to the bar. Um, and I think it will be fun for you to watch a law student like yeah. yourselves going through the bar. So yeah. Do check out the affiliate link for Quimby. If you go through that link and want to purchase their bar prep program, you will get a discount through that link. You can also follow us. We'll have the Law Unscripted website, um, www.thelawunscripted.com. We'll be fully functional um, in May. So that will be functional. You'll be able to see the free resources as well as if you're a law student, be able, yeah. like you said, to, to purchase even things a la carte. And I yeah. think that's the best option is there's no other program out there that offers a la carte. You yeah. have to buy All the entire it. program. We're not the entire program. Please buy your own. <laughs> we recommend Quimby, but there are, I went through Barbary. Yeah. There are other um, companies out there, but this is like, if you just need help with torts, Buy torts. Yeah. If you just need help with property, which was both of our struggles, yeah. buy property. Um, so this way you can get a little piece of something that you need without buying a whole entire other bar program. Absolutely. But that's what we're going to do. Um, that's what you can look forward to as to where we're headed. Yeah. But I really want to know today, I want to start, do you want to start with your best or your worst decisions? Okay. So I've been like brainstorming. Mm -hmm. um, let We can start with my worst. Okay. So... Chelsea, I want you to tell all of our listeners, law students or not, yes. what you feel like your best decisions in law school were. So my best decisions, there I think there's a couple. We can tell oh, you, a couple did you stories. said worse. I said worse, but it was okay. God, no, I I'm thinking to... it's okay. No, we're gonna go back to worse. Okay. So hold that yes. thought. Tell us what your worst decisions were. And okay. you can't have like 10, okay? Let's, no, no, no. Let's Trust do a I've like narrowed it down. I think my number one, um, because I was really good about this in undergrad and lost it when I went to law school, was going to office hours and like developing personal relationships with instructors. Like I had that in undergrad. I was really good about doing that. Like I knew my professors really well. Um, however, I just didn't do that in law school. Um after my first year, when I was kind of in person more, I did. And I started going to those meetings. But Yeah, but you had COVID for your first year. That like, how are you going to do it? I felt really uncomfortable joining a Zoom office hours, which was a really, it was a block in my own head. And I know that and I know it was dumb, mm -hmm. but it just made me where I went to office hours once my entire one all year. Wow. Because it felt so uncomfortable because I just wanted to go in. A lot of the times I didn't have a specific question. Um and our, our professors were really nice, but when it, it was in a Zoom environment, it wasn't like you're staying after class and like kind of having these things. It was like, okay, you're in here. What do you need? Like it was a very different dynamic. Um, and I wish I wouldn't have done that. I think if I had just kind of gotten over it, um, I would have done a little bit better my one all year. But, you know, you win some, you lose some. Um, so that's my like number one. And it's because I was so good about it in undergrad. Like I knew all of my professors really well. Yeah. Like I'd read their research. And so did you it, think that actually helped you then in undergrad? Absolutely. I think it really did. Um, especially my upper levels when you're sort of taking more specialized classes, a lot of the time the same professors, when you get to the know them, um, it definitely helped for recommendation letters to yeah. go to law school. Like it was not difficult for me to have, I think I had like six or seven different people write them and then kind of use them for different mm -hmm. schools. 
Um, and I had those relationships. They really were with all of these different people. And just for law school, I didn't really do that. Um, so for me, I was like, that was probably not a great choice on my, on my part. Um, so that's the big one. I think I also, I don't recommend I'm this. waiting for it. Like if you guys can okay. see Chelsea's <laughs> face and her whole facial expression is just over 20 seconds. Yes. I'm, um, I'm anticipating with you. I never outlined. Not once. What? I've never made an outline. Confession. In Confession. Three years of law school. I've never outlined. Which is like, okay, outlining is the thing in law school. Right? I've never, yeah. I've never outlined. Okay. Like you've never outlined like a case. I've done like a case brief. Right. But like an outline, like for the class getting ready like, for the final. Uh, subject matter outline yeah that everybody does sort of like for the final i would never made an outline <laughs> Your wow face right now. <laughs> um i mean i guess it's been okay because you've turned out fine yes i think what i realized and maybe this is depending on who you are i guess best or worst <laughs> outlining i tried to do it and it was not helpful i was not learning anything and i was spending time messing with the formatting and like, right so what I realized, especially for 1L classes, a lot of schools have outline banks. And so I would get one of those. And I would edit it and have it with me just sort of in like what things changed. But I wasn't going to reinvent the wheel. I was not going to do it. But that, I mean, that honestly sounds smart. Maybe it because was. Because you knew you and you still used outlines. I used outlines. And I think it helped. I think. Yeah, I think. It, but outlining for me was just not going to happen. I barely take notes. Like it's very difficult. I, I honestly, you're so smart. You're so smart. You're very gifted and talented. I do not know how you got through school. I did not have to study notes. until I got to law school. Was it? I mean, that's the truth. And so note taking is very difficult for me because I've never had to do it. Um, like all I do is note taking and everything. Everything, my whole life, as you guys might have seen um, by now in this or the Legal yeah. Weekly Wine, which is still going, um, I note notes everything. I'm so impressed by it because you've seen when I try to take damn notes. I write like four sporadic words. <laughs> yeah, she was so good this summer. This, I, I guess last summer I had you do notes on, on a, dep a deposition. Yes, I was trying so hard. <laughs> She never takes notes. And I was like, okay, I have this deposition. I cannot focus on taking had the notes. Brace on your wrist. I couldn't, yes. I you like physically couldn't take the note. Is I what it was. Couldn't. Because I y'all, I just had surgery again yeah. um, on my arm. And part of the reason I wear this long sleeve under yeah. the, the shirt is I have such bad scarring on my arm. Um, but I just had arm surgery again. Yeah. And literally I was <laughs> yes. in a full cast yes. on my arm. I could hardly move my hand. Um, and I wasn't going to be able to do it. So it's like, Chelsea, you have, you have to come in and take notes on this deposition. I'll ask the questions. Yeah. You don't have to do anything with the witness, nothing with the other attorney. I just need notes. And you, you got it out there. Look, that was the most notes I've ever taken in my life. Like I truly, and I felt like it was so excessive. Like, I was like, it's so extra. But I needed it no. so badly and you really stepped up. I tried, but I, it took like truly, 
And we've had this conversation. I remember a lot of conversations. I could probably, there are a couple of clients that I was just sitting there. I could tell you what happened. I could not tell you a single fact of that deposition. Nothing is in my brain. It was all on that paper. But like my ability, and maybe it's the ADHD, to like process information and write it down at the same time. It just, I got to pick one. Got to pick one. But you still learn and you, yeah. you still retain. So for me, I have to have the notes. Like it's, it's, that is the way that I learn and then I, yeah. the way that I repeat and do things, um, but for you, at least you're still learning. Yeah. And I mean, it shows that you don't have to be my type of law student or right. yours, but that's really yes. fascinating. I think for the vast majority of people, not outlining though would be a mistake. It would have been for me. I would have yeah. failed. Yeah. I would have absolutely failed everything. Yeah. Somehow it just worked for me. This is not like best practices, obviously. Um, and I think most people probably should make their own outline just because you learn different than other people. But for me it was easier to start with something someone had created already and just tweak it for my uses. Um, but I will say the best thing was learning how to study for an exam for me. Instead of outlining, I pre-wrote, which okay, I didn't know that's what it was called, but this is what I would do. So especially with your 1L, like doctrinal classes, there are certain things that are going to be on the test. Like if you take a you Civ Pro- You know they're right, going to be there. Yeah. If you're taking a Civ Pro exam, you're going to have- a jurisdiction question, right? So what I did was pre-write, like I was taking an exam. I don't have the question, but like, what is the first paragraph of like an introductory paragraph about the topic of jurisdiction? Like, what would I say? Doing that changed the game for me on my finals because I think this is common. It would be intimidating. You open up the final and you're just like, where do I even start? Even if you do recognize the issues, like it just feels hard to start. So having three or four sentences that I knew I would, no matter what the facts were, yeah. that I would start there really helped for me. Same with like the negligence, like write down a paragraph about negligence, change the game for how I study right. for exams. Um, and again, because mine, because of COVID were open book, I didn't even have to retype it or memorize it. I just had part of my answer ready to go. Right. Um, but for me, it helped me learn it. Um, yeah. it wasn't even just, even if I couldn't have taken that into the exam, I still would have done it because it like helped me process things instead of like outlining or taking notes. The crazy part is, is like, I didn't take notes, but I could probably tell you every case we read in towards and like what happened. Like, it's just up there. That, no, that's, that's really impressive because I struggle with the case memory. Yeah. I do really well with concept memory, yeah. um, and concept application but when it comes to actual case facts and case names, I'm like, yeah, oh, the names there's are- a case about it, but I can't tell you, I can't oh my tell God. you what that case name no, is. Nothing. Frankly, it doesn't have to be in that essay. So I'm not going to have to remember it. Right. Oh, no. Case names were not the thing, but what I would do anytime I wrote a concept, I'd be like the case where the kid pulled on the dog's ears. In parentheses, <laughs> like the case where the toddler pulled out the chair from under his aunt parentheses, like these torts cases that are like. And that's funny because like in my brain, that's what they were. Um, so yeah, so I think that works. I think it was really helpful. Um, especially even like the con law stuff, like stuff mm-hmm. you just, you know, that they're going to talk about the scrutiny level. So why right. not just write it? So you don't get that moment where you freeze. Yeah. Um, yeah. So okay. I think, okay. My other, this is a hot take too. You ready? All right. I'm ready. My other best decision was I quit journal. I was on mm-hmm. a journal and I was on that journal for like maybe three weeks and was like, absolutely not. And turned in my resignation, which is, 
I feel like it's a law school hot take. Everybody's talking about journal. And maybe if you like want to go into big law, that's relevant. I had no interest in going into big law and was miserable. I was miserable. Yeah. And so for those of you who don't know, um, who are looking into law school or who didn't go to law school, they have law school journals and it's basically, I hate to say magazine because it's not a magazine. I think it's the best way to describe it. It's like a magazine with articles in it. Yeah. An educational magazine with super scholarly articles that are written and they're published by all law schools. Every single law school has at least one journal. Yeah. And sometimes there are more. So like when I went to William and Mary, there were four. Yeah. Um, There was the William and Mary law review, which is like, is the law review. I mean, law review is always going to be at the top of the rankings. Right. So those are usually the top, the American law review, the whichever law review, those are usually at least in the law school field considered the top most professional, yes. most scholarly, most whatever, the most. Yes. Then there are others. So like at William and Mary, there was women's law. Yeah. There was the environmental law one. Um, there was a fourth, I can't remember. And they may still be the same. It's been yeah. years. Um, how many were at your law school? I think there's six. That's what I was trying to count wow. in my head. Um, because we have like law, law review, we had uh-huh. administrative gender and like, something policy business law review. And that's the one I was on. Um, there's like a humanitarian. So yeah, there's like, I think six. Yeah. Um, and there's for people who don't know, write on versus grade on. I knew I was not going to grade on, yeah. um, which is where you don't have to complete any of the tasks. You just have really good grades at the end of your first year. And so you're offered a position. Um, most everybody does write on though, where you get this. Like, I did too. Did you do the write on? Okay. So you have this like packet of information um, it's like closed universe, meaning you can only use that. And then you write essentially an essay, like I don't, or a brief, I don't know what the best explanation is. Like yeah. a, a fake article. Yeah. I mean, a fake article. You're, like, you're writing to show that your type of writing yes. would be good enough that that yes. particular journal would publish it. Yes. Yeah, so in ours, and I'll, I should have mentioned this before, our write-on was so weird because we didn't have COVID or, sp- or it was during COVID, so we didn't have spring break, which is normally when you have it. So mm. instead it was like, I think it had to be, it was like five to 10 pages, which is short. Yeah. And we had a, like a month and a half to do it because it was wow. during classes instead of having, cause they t- took spring break out of our schedule. And so there wasn't like a, instead of having like a one week of concentrated time, they were like, you can have like a month and a half, wow. but you're in all of your classes as well. Wow. We did ours. Our write-on was the week after exams. Interesting. So you stayed and it had to be in person. So you stayed at law school for an extra week. And from the date of the last exams for one week, you had seven days to finish it and turn it in. See? Okay. And I feel like that's sort of the traditional thing. Yeah. That's wild. And ours was like between the semesters though. So mm -hmm. it was like not at the end of your first year. It was like spring yeah weird but you so why in particular are you glad that you dropped out of the journal I think for me the reason that I was even interested in writing on doing write on and being on a journal was it felt like that was something I was supposed to do because that's what I mean there is a lot of prestige like prestige in law school is like a huge thing a huge motivating factor for why people choose certain law schools what they do in law school and like journal has a certain level of like prestige to it yeah. Um, 
But I think I realized that at, again, this is the middle of my first year. And so I participated and then I quit. I think I realized that like my law school path was going to be a little bit more like non-traditional. And like, I personally didn't see myself being in a career that valued, like that cared if somebody was on journal or not. Like I wanted to be in a courtroom. None of those places particularly care you know, if you're looking at prosecution or defense, like public interest, care if you are on journal, not a single right. one. And then I think at this time I was also starting to do like first rounds of interviews places. And it was like starting that in the back of my head that nobody has asked about this. Nobody that I'm like talking to in these things care at all. Um, that, and it got time for me to write my comment and they were having these meetings that to me felt very dis- like I was getting in trouble. Here's the truth. I was getting in trouble <laughs> because not because I was not turning things in. You would have like an assignment that was emailed out and then you would have to turn it in with like 72 hours. Okay. However, you were supposed to notify them that you received the email within eight hours of it being sent. And I would turn things in at this. I would turn my assignment in, but I'm not notifying an adult that I received an email. I'm not doing it. So I got the, all Chelsea these demerits. Just follow the rules. <laughs> None of their, okay. I will follow the rules if they make sense. That was dumb. Put red receipts on your email and leave me alone. Um, so I had all these demerits and I told them that I thought it was stupid. And then I was like, I'm actually going to quit. I'm not doing this. <laughs> That's good stuff. Um, but I will say in my sort of study group and group of friends, multiple people have been like, I should have quit journal when you did, mm-hmm. because now they're essentially in their last year of law school doing like 35 to 40 hours of free labor and being super stressed out about it. And I'm not. Yeah. And so the law reviews, once you're on a journal, it's not just writing an article for a a journal. It's actually reviewing other people's articles that are coming in because the the law school journals publish articles from other professors, from attorneys, from other, as long as it's scholarly work. And it's a good scholarly work and it's chosen for the journal. But then the members of the journal have to edit it and review it, baby, check it for citations, check all of the citations. Um, So you are opting into something where you're not just writing an article. You are involved in the publication of the journal. And it's a very tedious sort of things, like you said, um, I know my strengths and my weaknesses. Guess what? Checking somebody's footnotes is not a strength of mine. <laughs> like truly it is <laughs> like, I can't even say like, and, and so I will say I'm not on a journal. I am I'm an, on a brief. So that like criminal law brief, they don't, you know, they haven't been around a lot enough to like establish themselves as a journal. So it's like journal light, but we do still have to do spading and it, I want to tear my eyelashes out. Um, <laughs> checking Going to the blue book, checking somebody's footnotes, can't do it. It, It's truly torturous. So for me, that's a hot take. Lots of people will tell you what, like, I feel like Mm -hmm. the sage advice coming in is like, get on law review, get on mock trial. Like that's the advice. Um, And I am happy with my choice. You know, Mm -hmm. even right now, I think it was the right choice for me. Um, I think more people than think it is probably shouldn't waste their time on journal. Yeah. Because when you kind of look at the cost benefit analysis, right? There's a certain fields that that's important, but those fields are also not going to value all six of those journals on your campus equally. They're just not. So unless you're like editor of the law review, uh, are you really getting your benefit? I I would say no. 
Yeah. Um, which is such a, like such a hot take now, but it, it's a fair take. And I think it's a realistic take yeah. that a lot of people should hear yeah. is for some people. It really is a good choice, Yeah, but for others, you don't have to No, you don't. You are going to be just fine and you're going to find your way. You're going to find yeah. a job. You're going to find everything you need when you don't have to. Yeah. Some people do. It's the choice that they make, but it's, yeah. it's not the only choice out there. Yeah. And I think on that line, this will be my last thing that I yeah. think another hot take. I've taken a lot of random classes. I have taken a lot of random law school classes. And now we're going to check in on this opinion after the bar. <laughs> <laughs> However, at this point, I have found it very valuable. I have taken civil rights classes, um, like federal, like section 1983. I took hotel law one summer. Which was really random. Right. Super random. Fascinating. But random. Right. I was in that clinic that was transactional law randomly, even though I had taken all these trial ad classes. I think I, anything that sparked my interest, I gave Virginia a heart attack because every time I'd be registering for classes, like the list of classes. (sighs) Okay. Are there any related to the bar exam? Any subjects here that would be on the bar exam? Can we have one? (laughs) Just one. And I was like, yeah, I'm actually going to take just another evidence class, actually. (laughs) But no, I've taken wrongful convictions, just a kind of a a wide array of things, Um, which again, you know, check in with someone who knows you well, check in with what you want your career to be. But I think it has served me well. I think Mm -hmm. I have, again, the hotel, I keep bringing it up because that was a, that was the most random. It was a four, It it was technically four separate classes, all relating to like hotels the over hotel the summer, industry the hotel yeah. industry um so they talked about everything from like liability insurance we talked about employment issues mm. um but it was a that class to me and it was four separate classes in a program over the summer was so fascinating because they brought in practitioners who practiced in these areas that are kind of non-traditional but to me it gave like a broader scope of the law because as someone who came into law school and is leaving law school wanting to do the same thing i want to be in court yeah. particularly criminal law. Like that's what I think of. I think about being in court and this was just another side of things that was great to be exposed to. That wasn't what I think of. Bear with me. Boring, like boring lot. Like I understand people do doc review, but this is transactional, but like fun. Um, and I think it gave me, I feel like I say it all the time. It'll like connect to something else. And I'm like, Oh, I do know like a little bit about that. Yeah. So I, Virginia's going to come. I highly encourage everybody to take some fun classes, some interesting classes. I agree with that, actually. I do. Okay. We'll see how I feel after. Maybe after the bar exam, I'm going to be like, only take (laughs) bar. fails. (laughs) Yes. um, I'll be like, only take bar. And I tried to take family law, but unfortunately, my professor got sick. And so it ended up being like a pass-fail situation and was not. That that was supposed to be my bar class. Yeah. It is one of the bar bar subjects. Yeah, isn't it? That's most often reviewed or one of the most often in essays on Yeah, for but, but I think so those are my like okay. law school hot t- I feel like hot takes, you know, I wish that maybe someone told me these going in. I don't know. I think I probably would have done just what I do. Yeah. Which is kind of <laughs> You know, try everything. I will say this is another thing I did. This was crazy behavior, but I loved it my first year. So there's moot court, yes. there's mock trial, um there's the transactional law competitions and the, the law review write ons. Yes. Mm-hmm. So my first year and there was one more, so I think there were two transactional things like <sighs> clubs, there was mock trial and moot court and I was interested in all of it. So at my school, I'm not sure if this is the same everywhere that there's all these teams 
and they do like a mini version of their things as a, and this is not like to get on. This is like before you try to get on like audition or whatever. That's not the word, but. Well, you have to try out for the teams. Yes. So, um, this so is, there's the school teams that you try out for. In my yeah. year, it was like the second year you actually tried out for the teams. Yes. In the first year you did mini competitions internally. Okay. Just perfect. to see how you did. So that, that, I didn't know if that was super common, but that's what they were. There were four of them and they were just with the one L's and it was just to kind of like practice essentially before your tryouts. Um, I did all of them. I, which was nuts because you have to prep for these things, right? Like you have to learn the facts for mock trial. You have to give an opening, a direct, a cross, a closing, um, moot court. You have to like take, you're assigned a position and you have to argue. Yeah. It's like appellate it's level appellate arguments. And so you're like in ours, I'll never forget. It was like a constitutional confrontation clause thing, which was crim pro crim law. But I hadn't taken it yet. And they did that on purpose. So I didn't even fundamentally like understand when I was arguing and you have to read like 30 cases and like use this in your arguments. The transactional, I don't know how I ended up there, but I did. I actually placed in that one. Did I tell you this? Wow. No, I don't remember. Th- I remember moot court. Yes. So moot court, because I somehow won the one L moot court competition. I, I'm like really proud of it. It was super, I had a great time. That's um, fantastic. It was fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, I surprisingly. You're good at presentations. Presentation. And then that's, mm-hmm. I feel engaged with. I surprisingly enjoyed moot court more than mock trial. Oh, wow. I liked the arguing about the point, like the back and forth sort mm-hmm. of with, like a trial is how a, a trial is, but kind of moot court. I liked the like back and forth with the, the panel of judges, which were also just law students. And they were probably, you know, a little bit more feisty than might, you know, really be. But the transactional one was like negotiating a contract um, oh. with these crazy facts, which was super fun. But I did all of them. I tried all of them. Um, my friends thought I was insane because this is our second semester. Like things are yeah. heating up. You're doing interviews and for five weekends straight, I, w- I was participating in these competitions. I would do it though. I was fine. I had a good time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some people do that. Yes. You did not do that. Did um, I did. Okay. Actually. See, I feel like I, I did. I'm trying not to say too much because yes, the next we'll touch one on is it. my section, but um, I also did that path. I am a, my mom says this and she's going to die laughing when she hears this because she talks about, you know, some people know what they want and they order that meal and they will always order that meal. She's like, you have always been a buffet person where you want to go and take a spoon out of like every container. Like I just need to try it. Um, so I yeah. think it's like that. I think there's no, you know, harm. And if you decide not to do anything, I had friends who like, were like, I'm not doing extracurriculars. Smartest people you I've seen. You don't have to. You don't have to. You do not have to. Different decisions for different people. Yes. You, that's my best advice to law students Yeah, is don't do it just because other people are doing to. it or you're supposed to do it because it makes sense for you. Absolutely. Or don't do it because that makes sense for you. Yes. I think that if there is any advice and I felt this way sort of going into one L and I definitely like stand by it stronger. Now the best preparation for law school is to know yourself really, really well. Yeah. Um, because that makes a lot of the rest of like the decisions you make in law school easy. I agree. If you know that you need to take notes, know that before you go in, um, you know how you learn things. If you know that if you're not exercising every day, you're going to like struggle with your mental health, make sure that's like, know all of these things going in. Um, Mm. 
Cause I think that was helpful. Like I do know myself really well and I yeah. didn't, and I think maybe that's a benefit of the COVID. Like I didn't feel pressured by sort of what other people were doing. I was like, I know myself, I know this is how I have to do things and kind mm-hmm. of did it that way. And it, like it worked out. It did. It worked out really well for yeah. you. Look, I'm happy and look, great job. Fun boss. <laughs> the best. Yes. <laughs> best employer of the year. Like, honestly, though, <laughs> look, who else truly? This is this is the real tea. There's not another attorney in the world who would put me in front of a mic. Unscripted? I Are you it kidding? Was, <laughs> it's called the law unscripted because of that, right? I thought it was a brilliant idea. I think it's brave. It's brave and brilliant because everyone loves you. You are so likable. You're so interesting. You're entertaining. You're going to make me cry. You're really good. So nobody else can have her this year. I'm um, taken. At least she is taken. Yes. Um, for her job. So yeah. at least, at least for a year, Yeah. hopefully longer. We're going to try to look. That's the plan. I don't, she's not getting rid of me. I just, <laughs> so Chelsea, yeah. follow Chelsea. Truly. Um, she's a great example of a, a real law student and one who's succeeding. Um, ooh, ooh. so look, congrats. the GPA will say this, and this is, I'm telling on myself with this too. Um, my GPA has only gone up every semester, which sounds really impressive. It's amazing. But what that means is that it had to be very low that first semester. And truly it was, I was on academic probation and was like, I'm out, got to drop out. It's over. It's ruined. It was not. And Mm-hmm. come back like truly yeah so i would encourage anybody you know if you have questions thoughts i would drop it we'll answer please do we yeah. will answer we do love encouraging people um and especially other students yeah. and chelsea thank you for sharing such a very private piece of information look i'm an open book and i think if if i had known if anybody else had been out there and been like yeah my first semester went really really bad and it still worked out okay it would have been nice to hear yeah um because i was truly about to like pack up my bags and like go move across the country and like change my name (laughs) like truly i was like this like my world was over i was like i can't exist this is so bad um and then it wasn't. My world was not over. Mm-hmm. It was fine. I, as soon as I was in person, like life was easy. Yeah. Um, but I would just say that for anybody is like, it's not over. You can come back. Even if that first semester is rough, which yeah. let me assure you, it was. You can't, I mean, you are a true success story and a comeback story of, you know, the fact that you're in law school at all is a <laughs> really? success. Thank you. But to even have come from a really difficult place of, yeah. wow, seeing that, it can go low, but you fought back yeah. and you went higher every single time. Yeah. You're graduating with an excellent GPA with all of these amazing things under your belt. And you're Thank just you. truly incredible. Thank so you. I'm glad to have cry. you on my team. Me too. So if you like Chelsea, <laughs> click the like button, um, follow, subscribe, enjoy what we're doing. Um, Stay tuned for the next one. Next week will be our last of season one. And we are going to hear all about Virginia's reflections on law school. Yeah. So we're going to see how that goes. Um, But that'll be our final um, one for the season. Follow us. We will come back again in the fall, like we said. But in the meantime, enjoy your week. We will see you next week. I'm Virginia Tarani. And I'm Chelsea Rogers. We're with Tarani Law LLC because you never need a lawyer. Till you do.